And in my opinion, the way to do that is to work to understand yourself, to understand uh, your thought process, your mindset, in such a way that you're able to eliminate, to start the process of eliminating those thoughts that are leading you to the place and to the people um, that you want that you want to be and the people in your life that you want there. So it's a process, of, again, again, of self-awareness uh, through transformation, the ability to commit to the process of change. It is a difficult one. Uh, it is one that if you work at it, if you are willing to endure, you will get there. Just uh, today was so reminded of, the, of this process just by simply uh, – Posting happy birthday to a young lady who listens to this show quite frequently, and when I say young, she's she's pretty young, 23 maybe. You guys know her as Stacy. She listens pretty often. She's commented and shared some things about her life. But when I wished her a happy birthday today, it reminded me of her. I guess her tenacity in in sticking with this process. She's had some some dark days, um, and truly some days to overcome, but she did it. She stuck it out. There were some days where we both cried on the phone. There were some nights where we both cried on the phone as she has shared, you know, about her journey in life, a difficult one. But as I see the young lady she is today and how she has, again, endured this process of change, um, it even today reminded me to keep going, to keep going, to keep going, because as I continue to look back, I like to explain it for me is there was a time when I would look back and I'd see all the heels that I felt that I had, had come up and down, up and down. And it, and as I looked forward, I saw the same amount of heels, if not more, in my mind. That's how I felt. But I finally now feel like I'm at a place to where I look back and I see so many heels, so many heels. And as I look forward, I see those heels, if, if you want to say that, but... I also feel as though I'm getting close to that flat land, to that land where I I at least understand myself enough to process my thoughts, to validate those, again, that work for me and that those that certainly do not, people as well, things as well. So I, I call it coming, coming to myself, um, dying to myself. So... That's what this show is about. And to help you think about your mind and your thoughts, we have this thing called Trash Can Baby. And what it is is we ask you to move your trash can from one place to another, preferably one that you use quite often. And in doing so, what you will, like most of us have found, we will find ourselves going back to the place that we moved it from. As you do that, allow yourself to think about how quickly and without much thought process at all, although you know that you moved it, how your mind takes you back to that place. And that's what we do in life. We go back to the place, whether it's good for us or bad for us, most of us. We go back to the place because we know it, it's comfortable, it's what we expect because that's what we've been given, so to speak. We feel like life has has dealt these cards to us. This is all... Uh, we have, but we know that there are many cards in one deck. And so what I think we don't do is we don't we don't realize that and we don't go back and pull the cards that we want. It's like you, you're playing cards and you have these deck of cards in your hand, but you won't play the winning card, but you have it. 
And that's what I'd like to, to for you to remember even more tonight, that we do have it, even as we talk about this this, this topic tonight. And, again, I think many of you uh, are probably expecting a different kind of show tonight, but I think Rodney and I are going to surprise you tonight with where we're going with this. So move your trash cans. Keep up with the number of times you go back. And, again, allow yourself to remember that your mind allowed you to go back there without much thought process. What else are you going back to because it's just simply what you know, it's simply what you're used to doing, um, regardless of if it's working for you or or not. So keep that in mind, and as you do, remember, if we sow a thought, we reap an action, we sow an action, we reap habit, our habit becomes our character, and our character becomes our destiny. So our thoughts are leading us to some place, uh, to some people, and so keep up with your thoughts, change your mindset, renew your mind. So I uh, wanted to get that out. Um, just a little bit about this show. It started uh, basically from another show, and I heard Rodney say, and I don't want to misquote you, Rodney, but let me get back to because um, <laughs> um, I got a little little note, a few notes here. But basically what you said was, uh, many people are trying to be basically holier than than, than God, than Jesus, basically. Uh, and what that made me think about, I, I was actually, I remember that night you said it because that day I was in thought process of how how we have a form of we. I'm, in, I'm throwing myself in there too, you guys, throwing myself under the boat tonight, that we have this form of godliness, but we're denying so much power. So when I thought about holier than thou, I thought about how how often, first of all, a perception of how even I see Jesus and how many people, um, when I hear you say that, I thought about how people um, in some way, and people keep an open mind here, don't take this the wrong way, try to be holier than, than Jesus or do that work, um, although the Bible says that we should be able to do more, I go back to that verse that we have a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. I sit and I think even in my own life uh, about my faith. And interesting enough, I was led to Romans. Um, I had decided to kind of back a little, back off a little bit, and this was some time ago, from, from reading my Bible so much. Some of you might think that's odd, but, again, do what you do, what you do for you, and I had to do what I had to do for me. Um, I just wanted those. I wanted time for things to soak. I felt like I was getting on overload in even my reading and my research and so forth. So I kind of wanted to to let out what I was taking in. Well, a few weeks ago I was led to okay, it's time because you're you're run, you're about to run dry. It's, it's just how I felt, and it's just what I heard. So I prayed and said, okay, where do I start this time? And Romans. And Romans is my favorite chapter, so I thought, no need for me to start Romans, because I've read Romans a hundred times. It's my favorite chapter. <laughs> but you guys, when I read it, it was as if I was reading it for the first time. I was like, okay, I'm really, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, did I, I know I've read this. Why am I just getting this? And that's only, this is the second time that that's happened to me, to where I'm reading something that I know clearly I've read. And I'm getting so much more from it. So, and I'll be quick because right, right, I want you to jump in on this. And 
I was explain. I was so taken. I called a friend of mine, uh, who's out of town, and I said, you know, I want you to read this, and I want you to tell me what you think about this, and what do you get about this? And she she listened, and she took it all in. But a day after, she said, you know, I, you, you do you not remember telling me about this a couple of years ago when I was faced with a challenging situation, you led me to this exact place and you told me about Abraham and his faith and I needed to get it together and get going and go take care of it and da-da-da. And I didn't remember that. I didn't remember sharing that with her, although, again, Romans is my favorite chapter, and it was as if I was reading about Abraham's faith for the first time. Um, and as I close with that, Rodney, I also share with you that I went to a funeral yesterday, and it seems as faith has been, it's, it's so awesome when, when God, you feel as though God has sent you somewhere or have you in a place, and that's all that seems to be, that, that is all that's going on around the world. It seems like the world exists only for that, for that particular time and that particular thing that you're going through. Well, I've been hearing faith, faith uh, from looking at TV to hearing pastors preach about it, and then I went to a funeral, and the, the it was about faith. Where's your faith? And so as we talk about tonight, I want you guys, number one, to think about your faith. Think about holier than thou. Think about having that form of godliness but denying the power thereof, even in your own lives. Um, as we look out into this world and to what things are going on, Think about the faith of, I'll say, Christians, of religious people, uh, yourself, your family, what's going on in your life. Do we really see the power of God manifesting? Are we moving mountains and so forth? So a lot of scripture is going to be given out tonight. i got some revelation today that I really want to share as well. But, Rodney, um, tell us where was your mindset that night. And you said a number of things, and I, I have them jotted down here, but you said a number of things that <laughs> night. I shared that with you about a week or so ago that you needed to go back and listen because you just kept popping off those things that just registered, registered about who we are, where we are. And that one, this particular one, just stuck with me. But explain to the audience your thought process on that when you said it and now and why maybe. Well, one of the things that that, um, that just stuck out to me um, when you were just talking about, you know, how, um, you know, you you felt led to go back and read Romans, and you know, you in your mind, well, like this is my favorite book. I know this book, you know, front to back, um, et cetera. And so, to you, it, it was like, you know, I I, I know this. But when you went back, something uh, came out of that that you hadn't quite seen before, don't quite remember. And I think we do that all the time. I think that is something that is very popular. Um, We think that we know something or we think that we have it all together, um, and then we find out that we don't. you can read uh, a scripture a hundred times, and chances are every single time you're going to see something different or you're going to see something, you know, you're going to look at it differently. I was watching a movie the other day, a movie that, you know, that I've seen I don't know how many times, and, and you know, from when I was in, in high school, I think I, uh, the movie came out. But 
I saw the other day, and I was like, when did that happen in the movie? You know, so one of the things that I will say is is being open-minded. And one one thing about, about you know, uh, the, the topic holier than thou is someone who is closed-minded. You know, when you think about holier than thou, like you're just shut off from the world. And there are some people who think that they have, that, that they have, more righteous righteousness than Jesus. They are more righteous than than, than Jesus uh, was when he was there, um, or even or even now. Uh, there are there are some people who uh, I I think really believe that they are above God. There are some people who believe that they're even above the law. The reason why they they may have that attitude if they do. Um, it's because we put them there. How many people do we put above God? How many people do we put above Jesus? Um, you have rappers now in their songs saying, I am I am Jehovah, I am God, you know, I, I am the Lord. You know, like you, you hear this now um, because people are so bold, and I think that um, there are people who really believe that they are the most high. But then, too, there are people who believe that they are the most high. You have people that that um, they can know something is wrong, but if the pastor say do it, they're going to do it. But they can know that it's wrong. But just because someone carries a status or carries a title, they are going to do it. And so it's not just people thinking that. Um, it's also us putting people at that place as well. You know, you say, you ask the question, interesting question, how many people do we put before God? And I add, how many things do we put before God? And so as we talk about holier than thou, again, um, certainly it's about people as well, but if we're going to even even put ourselves in a position to be holier than thou or to see people as being holier than thou, um, we have to ask ourselves about again about that power, and we want that life of, of Jesus, or we we're seeking it, hopefully. But are we willing to do the work to make the sacrifices? Um, one being the sacrifice of, of death. Jesus came to die, and as I thought about that today, I thought about wow, he came to die so that we may live and be forgiven for our sins and so forth, but we're unwilling to die to our selfish desires. We're unwilling to say no to the world and to people. We're unwilling, but we say we believe. And as I thought more about it, I was led to Matthew um, again, and I thought more about, you know, even though Jesus was, was born to die and came, came expressing and, and verbalizing, um, you know, his fate, knowing that even on at, at on that day on the cross, what happened? And what I thought about is imagine imagine us being there that day. Imagine us being a part of that. People, there were no Facebook, there were no cell phones. There's no, none of these things that, that we have today that keep us distracted and disconnected from God's purpose and his perfect 
will for us, not his permissive, but his perfect will for us. There's so much that keeps us from that. So as, as I thought about that, I wondered, what if we were there? What if we got to see all of that in action? Because it speaks of of the things that happened, um, people that, and it said people that were asleep uh, were awakened as, as well and went out into the street. So imagine, even af- after this, Happening, although it was fate, it, it had to happen. God showed Himself up then, saying, "Look what has happened. Look what what you did." And I feel like God, Jesus, was resurrected so that we would have that faith, so that we would not be holier than thou. Want to do the works that mm-hmm. is needed. So there mm-hmm. was so much, so much more came out of that. But I thought, wow, so. So what if what if all of that happened so that our faith was so it, to empower our faith in such a way that we could not deny that power because we would not deny Jesus that we would not deny the truth and the power because we would be so obedient to who we say is a mighty 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 powerful God who is so good to us. Why is it so easy for us to be holier than thou, to think that we are without the works, though, without doing, and I, and I say the works meaning not going out doing what you do, but being obedient to that word or at least seeking to deny yourself of those selfish things. And then I want to get into um, about the judging part because as we talk about holier than thou, I think the first place people will go to is um, judging which will lead us, Rodney, to what I spoke to you about wanting to talk about uh, some of the most misinterpreted Bible verses, in my opinion, misinterpreted to the point that it 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 has led us astray in many, 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 many ways. And I feel a, a lack of understanding um, mm-hmm. has allowed us to be at a place that is killing us spiritually. People perish no. because of their lack of knowledge. Do you feel, Rodney, that the people really, really don't have that don't have that knowledge or that they have it and don't completely understand it or they have it, understand it, but feel like I don't really have to stop doing what I'm doing. There's no need to because the world tells me and the Bible tells me that I I'm 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 not perfect, so it's okay if I if I'm okay with what I'm doing. I think that I I think that a lot of people do lack the knowledge. I I, I think that a, a lot of times we have someone else's interpretation um and someone else's perception and we we adopt them as our own and we go about life because uh, of who that person may be to us where we got the information from, but we never took the time to read a book. We never took the time to uh, do our own research. We never took the time to investigate. And so because of that, we're going off of someone else's word rather than uh, some documentation. So I think think uh, a lot of times we do like the knowledge. I think what we have is an interpretation or we have uh, a perception. just like you said, there are a lot of scriptures that are misunderstood. There are a lot of scriptures that are misquoted. And 
the reason it the reason being we don't take the time to get to, to get an understanding. And and there's a scripture that even that, that even says that. With all of your getting, get some understanding. And see we don't do that. We rely on um other people um uh, for our knowledge, for our for our um information. You know, we have these sources. Are these sources giving you what you need? Are these sources giving you uh, accurate information? You know, last week uh, when I did my book talk at the Martin Luther King Library, uh, this one particular young lady, uh, you know, she kept, you know, speaking up and, and voicing her opinion. And, you know, she she made a comment about um, – she made a comment about, you know – NBA and NFL uh, players, uh, the black ones, you know, how they grew up in, in, in the hood and then they, you know, once they become professional athletes, you know, and they get these big contracts and all of a sudden they drop the black women and go and, and find a white woman. And I didn't respond to it. You know, I just let her talk um, because she didn't ask me a question. And, and so, um, and because of the way that the conversation was going, uh, I, I didn't have time to respond to everyone, but that's something that she heard somewhere. Because if if she if she had done her research, if she had you know tried to educate herself, well, LeBron James is married to a black woman, you know, um, uh, Dwayne Wade, same thing, you know, he was married to one. Uh, he's getting ready to marry Gabrielle Union, you know. He, so, and if you look around the league, a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys in the NBA and the NFL, uh, they are married to black to black women. The ones who are not, um, you don't know why they are not. You know, we're just assuming that oh, well, we see a black guy with a white female, and all somebody gets one person. All it takes is one person to get offended. And then they start spreading their opinion like poison, and they don't know. They don't know that those guys probably grew up around white people. That maybe that's all they knew. Yeah, you know, or you know, men like women. So a guy could, you know, uh, uh, you know, chocolate women could be could be his preference. But if a white woman gets to him first, and he really likes her, he's not gonna sit around and wait for a chocolate woman. She may never come. You know, and here's this great woman in front of him. You know, he's going to take her. But, you know, she was just on this on this point, kept coming back to it every time, you know, she had a chance to speak. But she was going off of something that she had heard rather than something that she actually knew. Mm-hmm. How, how, how much do you put on, um, do you think we just simply don't want to know so that we don't, re- don't feel responsible for doing? Are you... Do you feel that people? Absolutely. Okay. okay. What about Absolutely. that? Absolutely, because because, because one thing about huh? No, go ahead. Go ahead. One thing about one thing about education, um, edu- with with education comes responsibility. If you know better, you are now challenged to do better, and we all can can continuously improve our lives. I don't care. Um, where you live, I don't care how much money you make. Um, you know, I don't care what your status is. I don't care what your job title, your job description is. We can all improve our lives. And as you improve your life, uh, you should be trying to improve the lives of others. 
Um, so with education comes responsibility, and I think, uh, and with education also may come uh, conviction. Uh, there may be something that you've been doing um, incorrectly or something that you've been doing that maybe you could be doing better, but we get complacent, we get comfortable, and rather than being open to learning new things, rather than being open to a, to a, uh, to new ideas, to new, to new perspectives, um, we would rather just stay where we are because if I don't open a book, if I don't go to school, if I don't pick up a trader, if I don't join the military, uh, if I don't uh, listen to, you know, butterfly evolution, you know, if I don't go to church, or if I don't read the Bible, uh, I can stay where I am. And my excuse will always be, well, this is what I know, rather than reaching for uh a higher level or reaching for success, whatever that means for you individually. Okay. Let me, okay, and this is for everybody. Um, I'm texting some people the number, you guys. I must have sent out the wrong number. Hold on one second. Okay. Let me ask you this because, and this is for our listeners as well. Chat line is open and our phone listeners, I really hope, if not now, think about this question. I really would love to hear what your thoughts are on this. As we think about holier than thou, and mo- and let's talk about the judging part. Do we see that, like, for instance, if if you have a person that you perceive to be, well, let me, let me re- rephrase it. If a person is truly seeking God and, a, and it appears that they are really trying to live a holy life, um, and not per se that they're they're being judgmental of you. Let's say that they're being very judgmental of themselves as well for uh, of their doings, of their actions, and things like that. Do you first of all do you feel that when someone is truly seeking uh, God and working to change his or her life, do you feel that in most cases that person will be perceived as holier than thou? Could potentially. Say that one more time, Tammy. Okay, say less that a person that is is really seeking God is really trying to change his or her life or have. For instance, let's say you have that friend who um, used to go out, used to do all these things, um, and not not saying going out is is wrong because I love to dance. So, but his his or her lifestyle has changed tremendously. You may have some mm-hmm. friends that say, "Oh, well, you know, now they think they're too good or whatever." Do you do you think that society views that person in some instances as holier than thou now? That's a good question. Um, would you like for me to answer, or um, it looks like we may have some callers that want to answer it. Actually, do I'm thankful. <laughs> All right, were you able to get that line going? Were you able to see the chat line? Did you get it up and running? I, can, I cannot. I cannot see the chat line. No, I can't see the chat line. Okay, I can. I'm good. I just want to make sure. Okay, and you guys, I did not say how we're going to bring you in, but I'm pulling in now a caller from five zero one area code. So we'll give your area code and the last four digits of your number. So we have five zero one in queue, and then I'll be 
coming to 301 next. So I see you out there. We have 501 with the last four digits of 7657. Call you on the air with us. Thank you for calling in. Hey, how you doing, Tammy? Good. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. Uh, first, hey. I want to make a comment. Rod, how you doing? Uh, want to make a comment first on what Rodney was talking about, the black marriage part first. So uh, just put uh. it out there. Uh, the overall black percentage of people that, ma- that makes $100,000 a year, 83% of those actually married, married within their race, no matter what profession they're in across the board. The average is about 83%. So just put that out there. So our black women know that, that we're not leaving them. We're there. It's just the media is taking it and, and twisting it around. Good point. Wow, 83%? 83%. <laughs> they, they now, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm big on my research now. So you look at 83% across the board, you got to realize that, you know, uh, these black athletes, they're not a big part of our community overall. They, but they're, they're the ones that are out there a lot, but there's not a lot of them compared to us overall. But a bulk of us that make at least $100,000 a year, 83% of us across the board, stay married within our own race, period. Okay. Good information. There we go, we we presume to, it to, it looks different, but like you said, that's because and allow allow yourselves to let this soak in, people. How much how much is really true um, in the media that we see? But again, because we see, we hear, um, we don't feed our minds with with anything different. We don't do the research like Corey has, um, and we just. Take it for what it's worth. Like Rodney was saying, we go to church, we hear the verses preached, we don't marinate on them, we don't ask God to um, give us discernment about it, anything. We just take it for what it is, and we live our lives based on that information. So that's shocking for me. I I didn't realize it was that high. That's shocking for me. Yeah, yeah. what happened was, and I'm just going to give you a quick background, I'll get off the subject, is that CNN, CNN did, they didn't want to put this out there, and ABC did. Well, Morehouse came back and we did another study and found a lot of a lot of uh, bad twerks in, in their analysis of the, of the data. They came back and came back with their own data uh, synopsis, and the government agreed with them that they were they were correct. You can find it on, on uh, root.com if you, if you want to see it, but this is from 2005 to 2009, so it's current. And you can go to okay. the census board, the website, and find it all day long. Okay. Well, right. thank now, you for that information. information. Thank you. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to bring it out. I did a, a discussion on it a while back, so I, have, I already had the information already ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we appreciate it. Hey, oh, no hey, no you want to answer the question for us? Uh, what are your thoughts yes. on do you, do you think people are perceived to be holier than thou once they try to walk or live live in holiness, live live more um I'll say spiritual, just for the sake of the show, I guess. Live more holy. Yes, I, I, they they have to. It's, it's meant to be that way, because I, I, I don't got the the, part, the the scripture in the Bible. But we're supposed to be separate because we're not supposed to be of the world. And that's I think that's what people kind of fail to realize when they start walking walking this walk, and it's really meant, and they're really true about it. Then they're supposed to be different. They're supposed to stand out because they're they're, they're a Christ now. They're a God, but they don't supposed to like people in the world because now they've separated themselves from the things of the world. So it's meant to be that way, and it has to be that way. Because if not, how can you tell the, the righteous one from the non-righteous? You know, now, and this, now, goes, this can go right back to media and so forth, because society, mm-hmm. media, whatever, it makes sin looks, look great and righteousness look like you're, you're losing your mind. That's the way it, it has 
society has portrayed it, and again, because we are we are stuck on, um, I'm not perfect, and I got to do this, and this is just the way it is, and so forth. So that's where our mind takes us. Whether then again, going back to who we say is so so deserving of of us giving up all of our selfishness, renewing our mind, changing our lives. We say that, but are we really willing? To do that and be that. That's the question. Yeah, so. right. I do agree, but you, you have to realize too is that if you if you remember, we did a show back to the poor pit pimp, you know, and and we did a uh, and we did, we was talking about that. Well, that's if you read First Timothy six three through five, it, it explains it plainly about the uh, the false teachers. See, those things has to happen, but the, the righteous ones have to be able to decide on who or no that they guideline for that. See, I think I think we're the cowards. We're the, we're the failures in this whole situation. The, the ones that say we are quite re- really living for Christ, that we are quite, you know, really off into church and we're doing this for God and we want to see God in the end, I think we're the cowards because we're not standing up to the things that are wrong. You know, you, you don't you don't see many of us. Say, for instance, right now, if you went to a store and you yell that hallelujah, you know, praise God, how many people you actually think in that store is going to say praise God back to you? They're going to look at you like you're crazy, even though 90% of them might be church folks. But they won't. They won't admit to it in front of nobody else because they're cowards. So I. So I. You know that, in that instance. Go ahead. No, that that just reminds me of of a real life situation. This year, one of my family members um, was at the doctor's office and decided to because of the news that she had gotten, she started praising God right there, and. They turned her in as she had lost her mind. They, I mean, real, seriously, they what? said that she called and said that she had lost her mind. But to her, she was praising God. But that, that again, we this holier than thou thing. Um, I'm with you, Corey. We sh- we are we should be set apart. We should uh, judge the spirit by the spirit. And I want to take this into the judging part. I do want to get out of the call to to let them answer the question too. So I won't go too far into this, but. We should be judging. So often, you know, we'll hear, touch my, not my anointed one, and who are you to judge? But if we go back to the word, it does tell to judge the spirit by the spirit, so you'll know them by their fruit. It says that you judge those inside, leave the, leave the other ones to me. But once they get inside, meaning once they claim, to, in, my, in my language, once they claim to be my child, following me, desiring me, seeking me, then you have you we should be saying to each other, not just me to you, but your walk should be in such a way where you should be able to say, No, Tammy, remember where you are, what you're doing. We're not doing that. Why? Again, because society says sin is is popular, it's the right thing to do. It puts it puts all this stuff in your ears, in your face, in your mind, because you're not seeking anything different. That's what's that's what's normal to you. It's like the trash can. That's where you're going back to. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when we talk it, about it, holy, right. oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, don't no, sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to. I'm so sorry. No, I was just saying, when we talk about holier than thou, there's so, that's why I said at the beginning of the show, it's so much more than we just, because I'm I'm sure a lot of people say, oh, yeah, there's a lot of people that think that they're this and that think that they're that and they're holier than thou and they're judging me. Um, But if you are saying that you are a believer, why don't you look at it as 
they're not judging you, but they're wanting to make sure that you see what's going on, just as you should now, be doing my, with right. now, now, my take on that would be is, is I... Corey? Yeah, hello. I think we must I have think lost we him. lost him. <laughs> oh, can you hear me? Okay, now we can. We can hear okay, you now. Okay, sorry about that. I, I think that my, my take on it is slightly different. I'm, I might, I'm slightly different on, on their take. I think that when people read that judgment side, they fail to go back and, and do the research, like Rodney was talking about. We don't want to go back and do the, the extra lead work. Because in, 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 there, in, in one of the verses, I think the one that you put on, on, the, on, the, on the web, on the Facebook page that you were talking about, he was asking a question. Is it for what, do, what, what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not insiders who, my, who you are to judge? He was asking a question, and I, and I think he was, he was in, in that instance, if you go back and look at some of the older Bibles, not the current ones that we read, it means to, it means to test, to show proof of. Because, you know, so, and I, I think that's where a lot of people feel. When they see, when they see the word judge, they automatically think that I'm supposed to show uh, correcting this. I'm supposed to correct you. But judging the Bible is used three different ways. You got one judge that's used as a warlord, which is in the judges, he's in the Hebrew history, used as, as a war leader. You also have another judge that where he, he passed the judgment upon others where he shows correctness. But then you also have another judgment that shows to mean to show proof. That's where you exactly correct the the, um, the answer about you know, what does it mean to, to test. And, and if you right. look at the older but but see right. it, and what what we need to be careful of as we again talk holier than thou and we talked about pimps in the pulpits and there's so much. Oh gosh, mm-hmm. that's going on in the church that that many people allow because they think, well, if I say something, I'm not 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 just totally not saying that this is the only right. reason, but many of them right. think that well, it's okay, I can't judge him, but if he's sitting up here in this pulpit every Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, is that really judging? And so that's why I posted that out there today. If you clearly know, because during this show, Rodney also mentioned is one of these things that I wrote down. Um, a judge is someone who makes a decision about something that has happened or already been determined. He's not going by what you're going to do tomorrow or what you're going to do next year. He's going by what is what you have been known to do yesterday or this morning or whatever prior to. And, Rodney, you made that comment, um, which was interesting as well. I had never heard it quite put that way. <laughs> that was, yeah. yeah, that was something I had heard a while back. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So okay. Now, if you, if you take that stance, now, if you take that stance, because there's only one place in the Bible where Jesus himself talked about judging. That's in Matthew. So you, you missed that part. In Matthew 7. And what he was telling us, he said, don't judge. And he said, don't judge hypocritically. Because, because how can you judge somebody if you're doing the exact same thing? If you have a speck in your eye and they got a speck in their eye, how can you judge them because y'all both got a speck in your eye? Well, maybe you know, that's so why. I, so, 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 so I, think, I think with that whole thing is that now correcting somebody and judging somebody is two different things. To correct somebody. Right. Because, because, you know, when Paul was writing the thing to the church and he was talking about, uh, hey, you know, don't uh, don't judge anybody. You don't want to be a stumbling block. Pretty much, it comes down to you don't want to be a stumbling block to nobody. When, if you look at Romans, and I think it's Romans four, uh, Romans fourteen is when he was talking about that. 
and, and he was talking about, hey, you know, you don't want to be a, a, a stumbling block to anybody. You know, you know, do what you do. You know, do what you do and, and talk to them, but don't be a stumbling block because you, you're supposed to correct them, not judge them, but correct them. And don't be a stumbling block because you don't want to hinder them in their walk, walk to God. And I think that's what a lot of people fail to realize, and I think that they don't read enough of. They, they, they read Romans a little bit more when he wrote the letter to the church and let them read that part. And like, hey, okay, I, as long as you're not a stumbling block, as long as you're not hindering them, and you're correcting them, and you're allowing them to become a more more of a, a better person. I don't think it's judgment. I just think it's correcting. Right. This right. is my opinion. Okay. Okay. Well, Cora, we got um, we have oh, a hey, couple more callers. As always, right. thank you. We're gonna see what else Not is going on out here in the lives in the minds of our listeners. Okay. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, Cora. I mean, you're fine, Rodney. All right, man. <laughs> Okay, let's pull in um, 301 with the last four digits of 1296. Caller, you're on the air with us. Thank you for calling. Hi, how's everyone doing? How are Ready, you? Harry? <laughs> doing well, thank you. Bear with me one moment. Go figure, my phone's about to die as you pull me in. <laughs> okay. So to address the question, so you were asking if other people feel that someone may be considered holier than thou if they change their lifestyle. I wanted to chime in on this because this is something that I've seen happen um, several times, and it's happened to me, and then I've seen it happen to other people. And I agree with what Corey said with regard to we are called to be set apart, but the way the media spins it, it almost makes it appear as though we're crazy when we're not. Um, and I'll give you an example. When I was in college, I was trying to limit the amount of secular music I was listening to. I didn't have anything to say about what anyone else was listening to. I didn't condemn them and say, oh, my gosh, you're going to hell. You shouldn't listen to this music. I made one statement. Oh, I'm going to try to listen to, um, you know, some more Christian music. And it was the worst thing in the world. People were giving me a hard time because I wanted to listen to Christian music, and I was so confused because I thought to myself, well, this is backwards. I'm not telling you that you can't listen to what you want to listen to. I just said I'm making a declaration for myself. Hey, this is something I I want to do for myself, and they were offended by the fact that I was doing something to better myself. And it's almost like when they say that where you're going, not everyone can go with you. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's true because they may not, they don't know what God has in store for you, so they can't see the vision he has for you. So their mentality is, okay, well, I'm going to stop them when it's not their place to stop you. And they can only do it if you allow them. How many of those friends or people would you say were um, considered believers, um, Christians? Let's let's say that. How Um, many of those? They knew who God was, I'll say that. <laughs> Some of the people who would give me a hard time, they knew who God was, but I don't know what they believed. Um, and I also the find devil it, knows who God is, too. That is true. So a lot of people know who God is, but I don't, like in terms of like their beliefs, it, it varies. Um, but I will say that I have heard people, even individuals who may change their lifestyle and they're on the right track. So say, for instance, it was a former um, drug addict. And now they've changed their life and they're actually preaching the gospel. People will not let let them live down the fact that they were a drug addict. Well, I remember what you used to do. 
Well, that's great to remember what I used to do, but that's not who I am now. Mm. So it happens a lot, and it, it always would bother me when I would hear people making comments. I've been to funerals where a former drug addict or someone who used to, like, be promiscuous or whatever, and they happened to be speaking at the funeral, and sure enough, as the skies blue, I overheard people saying, oh, I remember when they were out on the street and now they're preaching. Well, guess what? God calls sinners too. We're all crackpots, and he can let his light shine through any of us. So I think it's judgmental for those people to say, oh, you're holier than thou, when the majority of the time they're the ones being judgmental against the person that's not doing anything to them. They're just making a declaration or a change for their life. And at that point, that person was probably just in your life for a season, so you pick up, move on, and do whatever it is God's telling you to do. I think sometimes, too, I think I think people like to make a mockery um, out of God or make a mockery out of religion, um, and they they say that it is, um, a, they say that, you know, it is a good thing, or, or they, they won't come out and say, like, this is what I'm doing, but in essence, that's what it sounds like, um, because Christians or people who say that they are living um, you know, for God, or they say that they're Christians, seems to take um, a lot of, uh, you know, heat. Um, and it seems like somebody's watching their every move, and if they say or do anything, um, you know, people are ready to, to throw them under the bus, or people know their past, like you said. Um, it's, it, it's the same thing. Um, you know, people have a hard time living things down, so uh, that's a good point, though, because it's not always the people in the church who are um, who are being judgmental or who are being holy in the vow. So that's a that's an excellent point. Any anything else you would like to share with us? Not at the moment, but great discussion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, thank you, beautiful. Please do me a favor and press the number one as you go back out. That way, if you um, have another question or comment uh, later in the show, we can definitely pull you back in. Okay. Thank you. Uh, hey, um, Corey, if you can still hear me, um, same thing, Corey. Uh, do me a favor and press the number one so that um, just in case, you know, you have a question or comment um, later in the show, Corey, we can pull you back in. We're going to go to our next caller. Uh, the area code is 901, and the last four digits are 0546. Again, area code 901. Last four digits are zero five four six. Caller, you on the air with us? Hello. 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 Can Hello. you hear me? I can. Can you? Okay. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, I can't complain. Well, that okay. Is my. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. My first thing was I was listening, and I heard people say. Um, what did I hear? Like, judge the spirit by the spirit. When we use um, scriptures, we have to be very careful, like, how we quote them, because if we take one word and put it in there, it changes the whole scripture. Because, you, you know, it's like you have to say, it says, test the spirit. It says, do not, you know, believe every spirit. Test the mm -hmm. spirit, meaning we have to try that spirit, test it. We have to make sure that that spirit lines up with our spirit, not to judge it, 
not to say that that spirit is right or wrong. We have to make sure that our spirit lines up with that spirit. So when people come into the church and we see people that are, um, you know, not saved, they come in with their short dresses on, whatever they come in as, we're not to judge them because God has to do the judging. We should never judge. We should never come to that point where we have to say, oh, they're not like us, or we're not like them. We're not, you know, we can't be over there. We can't be over this because the people in the church already say they say. So we got to go outside the church and save the people. So when they come in the church, we have to have that kindred spirit. We have to have that loving spirit that that would draw them in and keep them in. That's the reason why we have a in and out door, revolver door. I'm sorry, I'm nervous. <laughs> a no, in and out fine. door, revolver door. You are doing great. Okay. <laughs> An in and out door. Like they come in, they get saved, they go down in Jesus' name, whatever they go down in. And then the next thing you're like, where's brother so and so and sister so and so? It's because we were not there to say, brother, sister, did you, do you need anything? How much, what is it that we can help you with? We might can't help you financially, but we can help you with. Whatever it is that you need, your mind might be, you might be ready to jump off a bridge, but if you come in there and we're looking at you all crazy or your spirit don't match my spirit, then they'd be like, that's not the church for me. Because mm-hmm. when we come into church, we must feel free. And if he mm-hmm. said we, we're free indeed, he set us free. When Jesus came back, he didn't come back to destroy the laws. He came back to fulfill it. So he came mm-hmm. back to put take all those pressures off us, all those chains, all those stipulations, all that stuff that has us bound down and tied down and so worried about what other folks think that to where we can't live for him. Well, when we stop thinking, okay, if a person is holier than thou or they're not holier than thou or whatever they is, it's not any of your business. It's not any of my business, your business, his business, their business. It's what your personal walk with God because he said every man will stand before him and be judged according to his works, not their works not his works, uh, her works, but his works, meaning that you're going to stand before God, and everything that you've done, you're are going to, you are going to be held accountable for it, not the man next door, not the woman who held you down in the fifth grade and didn't like you, so now you held it over <laughs> to now. You know what I mean? Or it, it, mm-hmm. Like that, or, you know, and so we look at people and to say we're holier than now because I'm a minister and I'm in church and all that, so... That was something that I'm Pentecostal. There was a lot of things that we had to learn in our church because we were no pants, no makeup, no jewelry, these things and all that. And that was a, a thing, a tradition that we held on to for many, many, many years. And a lot of people were never saved by that because they were like, we're not going to do all that. That's crazy. They they really holier than thou. They so sanctified. You can't even talk to them or they'll get the shouting in the store. So he said, do everything decent and in order. So mm-hmm. when God brings in revelation and God starts to bring in understanding, and that is what he's doing to us now, people who are trying to get it right, he's trying to show us that through, if you live by me and you read my word and you don't take none and you don't add none to my word, that I'll be able to lead and guide you down that narrow, straight path that you have to and must be on to make it to heaven. We have to start making all the excuses as to why this ain't working and why we can't be saved because it's just excuses. It's another Mm -hmm. person holding you down, which means it's bondage, which which is not true, which is a trick of the devil because God already said that we're free because Jesus already came and died on Calvary. 
and he mm-hmm. rose, so therefore we free. So any person who said, well, the person is, we this person holier than thou, so I can't live like this. This person is this, so I can't do this, and this is that. Those are just excuses because you feel it's too hard to live this life. And it's not you know, too hard. It's just you have to find ways to deal with it because we are going to be judged. He said that we were going to be killed. He said that we were going to be martyred. He said that we were going to be jailed. He said that we were going to be mistreated. What you complaining for? You see what I'm saying? So when they say you hold it in doubt, well, it is what it is. You call me what you want to call me, but at least you're on that track. You see what I'm saying? Because if you if you seeking God and you always talking about Jesus is Jesus that, at least you keeping in touch with Him, because you got so many people who are not in touch with Him that that is mad that you in tr- touch with Him. Do you understand what I'm saying, or is this not making any no, sense? No, 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 I do, and I think I think that you're making um, I think that you that you made some some great points, and and, and here's what I'll say. Um, uh, one thing is uh, the. Uh, you can always tell a tree uh, by the fruit that it bears. And so we don't have to go out of our way to analyze people. We don't have to go out of our way to, 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 uh, to try to figure people out. Right. If, if we are in disagreement, we can figure out what the problem is because if, it doesn't matter if you've been, you know, uh, if you've been in the church 20 years and I've been in the church 20 days, what does the scripture right. say? Because we right. can line, uh, because it, it, if we're saying that the Bible, uh, you know, is our source, it, it, if that's what we're going to, or, or our resource, I should say, because God is the source, mm-hmm. then we should right. be able to go to the Bible and find out what the scripture says and let the scripture decide it. And so um, another uh, point that you were making uh, the reason why I think the reason why so many people are being turned away from the church, number one, is their fault because you're, you're like you said, you're you're responsible for salvation. However, those people who are who are running people away or that are turning people away, however they are doing it, whether they're whether they're looking down on them, whether they're talking down to them they're going to be held accountable for that also. So it, it it now falls on both of them. And see, you don't have to preach. You don't have to preach um, to me to win to me. You don't have to talk down to me to win. None of those things. Jesus said, with love have I drawn people. And that's one thing that I believe the church is missing today. There is no love, uh, that unconditional love, that Christ-like love in the church anymore. It's the love of money. Church is turned into a business. Church is Churches are starting to conform. All of a sudden, everyone is okay with homosexuality, where 20 years ago we were preaching against these things. And so now, so that so that so that we can increase our membership, so that you know we can so that we can uh, increase the building fund. Uh, you know, we go against our principles. People are hungry and thirsty for God, but yet they they walk they. They walk in the church and they see ungodly things, and and in their mind, well, if this is if this is what the church is like, this is what I had on the outside. I don't need to come in the church if I'm going to get the mm-hmm. same thing I'm getting on the outside, or if I'm going to come in here and be worked off. And I think because of that, so many people are turning away uh, because they're they're going to church looking for something, and they may have the wrong idea. 
But because the church isn't doing what the church is supposed to be doing, both of them are going to be held accountable because you can't say, Hey, Ronnie, this is you know, Amy. I think the caller, um, she said she was nervous, but she did an awesome job explaining it. So I'd hate <laughs> to see you not nervous because you, you brought up a lot of great And I want to go back to what you said about when people come into the church and how many, in, in my opinion, many times that's when you will find holier than thou in its rare form and it's i mean when i say rare i mean full form i'll say that because when and writing you said just now that people could come looking for something people are looking for something different they're looking for us christian folks to to be who we say we are they're looking Amen. to say what is about your god that i need or would want to have, how would it make my life different? And when they come in, they don't see any different. They see the same stuff they see out in the world, sometimes even more. They see the same judgment. um, And we forget that when we came, we were not spotless. We might have grown, we might have washed. I have this thing called, I say, the Band-Aid effect. We might have a few less band-aids than we had when we came in, but we still got a lot more to, to snatch off and deal with. But oftentimes, again, that's when I feel that that holier-than-thou things really takes effect when you have people coming in. I do feel like those who are in and who are going to be accountable for those newcomers and, and there's not enough taking them by the hand and saying and allowing them to see just how far you came from by sharing your your experiences, sharing your spots, sharing your band-aids that you have overcome. They don't see that. They don't hear that. They don't know that. They come in, they think, bam, this is it. I got it. Now I got to do. That, it's a process, but there's no help in right. that, and there's certainly not much living in that. So they go back into the, right. to the world. No. Right. I feel like... I, me, I feel like, and thank you for the the um, confidence booster. My nerves don't calm down a little bit, um, <laughs> but I like um, like he was saying, if if we do not show that love, if we do not make it, let them know that we are a child of God and that we are put on here. We are servers. We're not bishops. We're not ministers. We're not pastors. We're not. Whatever you elders, whoever your title says, you're not that. You are a server, and that is your your main goal. And once we all realize that that is who we are, because we are nobody in Jesus, do you, because He don't need none of us. We need Him. And I always tell people, what you won't do, somebody else will. We need to learn how to be the best server that we can be. I feel like every person in the church should have to learn how to do everything in the church, learn how to sweep the floors, take the trash out, pick up trash outside, be an usher, clean the kitchen. I think you should learn how to do all those things before you get to be up there to say, oh, I got this big title on my chest, send me all your money, because that is not the society that we live in now. We live in a society to where we're all, and nobody got no money. People where they got money ain't got no money. So when you go telling me, I'm not going to show you no love, I'm not going to show you no trust and no loyalty, I'm not going to be there when you need me, when you call me at night, I'm not going to be that type of pastor to you or that sister to you or that first lady to you, but you better have your tithes. 
you better have your offering, and I want you to show up to every speaking engagement that I have. And you better not fall asleep on me. When you have that mentality, people are not receiving that now. We need to go back and start preaching Jesus. Does not matter about no offerings, no nothing, because he said my grace is sufficient. So he's going to provide. I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, because every building and everywhere you need live, you got to have some light, some water, and that's not what I'm saying. But his grace is sufficient. We don't have to go to where you see the preachers of L.A. where they won't even come if there's not enough money. Where did where is that at in the Bible? He said, yes, you're supposed to pay the man for his works. You're supposed to pay the pastor. The word of God says that. But when you say you won't come to a church because they're too small or they don't have the money to get, there's no God in it. And people are sitting up looking at that on TV and saying, well, like uh, I think his name was Rodney, was saying you can sit on, I can sit at home and get this right here if this is what the church is. But some of these churches, if we teach in church, we teach in Jesus, not church. We teach te- teaching Jesus. We teach in love. We teaching you how to love your spouse, how to love your children, how to love your pastor, your first lady. Do everything decent and in order, and that is the thing. That is the key. Learn how to be a server first, and then all the other things will be added onto you. We got it all intertwined and messed up and twisted up to where if you don't have the right type of clothes or you don't have the right type of this or you don't drive the right type of the car and your church ain't built up all nice and pretty, then that you're not my, your spirit don't match my spirit. No, and I probably am glad that my spirit don't match your spirit because <laughs> where is your love? You see what I'm saying? Sometimes we have to just look at people and be like, thank God. When you tell me, oh, you ain't you ain't saved, thank God. You know, we go through this a little church. We, we got some little churches down here in Tennessee, um, two churches, my mom's church and my church in they they still more traditional. We're more free, and they have a problem with the how we do things, and and we be like it doesn't even matter because my personal walk with God is my personal walk. God ain't gonna judge me like He judged you, so I'm not gonna look at and, and hold my life in regards to how you live your life and apply it to my my life because my household ain't gonna run like your household. So we have to do it that way. And just leave all the judging out because like what Paul said, we're learning it in church right now. Paul said, let's not judge anybody anymore, meaning we did it in the past. Yes, we did it. We all have faults. We all have problems. We did it in the past. Let's not do it no more. Let's not do it anymore because we all got skeletons. And we all got some skeletons, even though we still say we children of God. Some things we just don't want other folks to know that we do. And that's the way I look at it. Well, we definitely appreciate that. That was that was some good stuff. That was that was very powerful. So we we want to thank you so much for being on. Is this your first time being on the show? Yes, yeah, my first. I decided to listen in on my see what my husband would be listening to on Mondays. And <laughs> I was like, let me get in on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we definitely okay. appreciate it. Thank oh, not you. A problem. Thank, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Will you do us a favor and press the number one so that way if you have a question or comment, because uh, we're going to get into some other things here too, you may have a question or comment um, later on, and we want to be able to pull you back in. So will you press the number one for us so that it can take you out? Okay, I sure will. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, Tammy, you want to you wanna, uh, jump in here real quick? Because I want to uh, – 
uh, go to a couple of scriptures about this before we get into, you know, uh, uh, the misquoted scriptures. Um, no, please do, please do, please do. I got, I um, got in what I said on her, so yeah, go ahead. Um. So if you, if you, uh, by the way, um, Corey and Tamaria, um, if you would do us a favor and just press the number one, um, so that that could pull you out, just in case you have a question or comment, uh, because otherwise we won't know. Um, so press the number one for us, so that way, if you have a question or comment, we can we can definitely pull you back in. Um. So, so while we're talking about holier than thou, uh, some things that have come out um, of this conversation, uh, I would say judging, um, false, uh, self-righteousness, uh, know-it-alls, closed-minded people, those who look down on others, those who talk down on others. So if you look at Luke, the 18th chapter, and verses 10 through 14, and I'm going to read that real quick, and, and then we would love to hear your comments uh, or your questions or your thoughts. Uh, but it says, two men went up to the temple, up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as a publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. Far off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And then it says, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be obeyed, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. And so here you have two men. Both of them are praying, but you have one with his long, drawn-out prayer that's about himself. He's talking about how he is better than other people. God, in other words, you know, he said, God, I thank you. He's thanking God, but he's thanking God that he's uh, not committing these sins that these other people are committing. But what sins are, are he committing? And then it, he even goes on, I'm, I fast twice a week and I give my tithe. You know, and he even said, I'm not even like the publican. The only thing the publican said is, God, just, just have mercy on, on, on me because I'm a sinner. So then you have someone who we would consider holier than thou. And then you have someone who is, is humble enough not to go in comparing themselves to someone else and saying, I'm better than them because I sin differently than them. Don't judge people because they sin differently than you do. Because in God's eyes, there's no such thing as big sin will get you in trouble with God. So, again, don't judge people because they sin differently than you. I hear people saying, you know, they, they will never forgive Michael Vick. And I ask them, why not? Because you don't do that to dogs, really. So you're blameless. You have you have the right to not forgive him because of what he did. When we all sin, we have to be like this publican who knew he was a sinner, and I'm sure he has some good things going on in his life too. Sure, he has some bad things going on. Sure, sure his he has some sins that are different than the than the uh, the Pharisee. But he didn't go to God with all that nonsense. 
All he said was, God, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. And that's how we have to be. What are your thoughts, Sammy? Rodney, what what are your thoughts on what do you feel the difference uh, between judging and testing? Uh, I know that you we, we said earlier about judging um, is is not judging the future. You're, you're judging what has already occurred and know to be not true or not correct. What are your thoughts as it relates to holier than thou, uh, the difference of judging and testing? As it talks about testing the spirit and judge not, and you will not be judged, and so forth. Well, I, I think that uh, when it comes to when it comes to judging, um, someone who is judging is someone who's who, who's making uh, who's making assumptions or opinions uh, as if they were true, based on something that is irrelevant. For example, uh, you see a person with tattoos, you start making assumptions about them. You see a person dressed a certain way. Um, how many times have we seen people dressed in, how many times have we seen men dressed in suits, right, uh, shirt, tie, and all that, jacket and everything, only to find out this man is a pervert, only to find out this man is a murderer. But we look at him and we don't see that. We look at him and say, oh, this is a clean-cut guy, got to be a great guy, must be a businessman, must be a professional. So to me, that is judging. You're forming opinions um, or making assumptions based on things that don't even matter, things that are irrelevant to, to, to the topic. Um, so, so Ronnie, do you like the new trend with the tattoo, all the ladies getting the tattoos down their legs? you like the new trend? No, I'm not into it. <laughs> I just had to throw oh. that in because just, I just text my friend who's listening as well. We just saw so much of that this past weekend on Bill Street. I mean, it's, we felt like, like wow, we're, we're, we are lost because when did this happen? That's all you saw was just tattoos going down the leg, the whole leg, on, on the majority <laughs> of the women there. So I just no, thought that was... I- I'm one, of, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys that, uh, um, for me, as uh, the more natural, the better for me. Um, I, 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 I really can do without all that extra stuff, um, tattoos, um, a whole lot of makeup, and all. I can do without all that. It, the more natural, the better for me. <laughs> uh, but, but again, whatever you choose to do. Knock yourself out. I can just tell you, like, it's not really my thing. Uh, but it but I'll be very honest do. with you, and that's why I brought the tattoo part up. I'll be very, I'm going to just be very honest, you guys. I just, I, I, I am very judgmental when it's, and I need to work on that. But I'm I'm so judgmental when I see, um, I guess, so many tattoos to the point where I, I start to think on a different level of what's going on, what's really, what is, what, what is really going on. <laughs> you know, I lose, yeah. I lose the, 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 the um, surface part because I'm thinking pain and how, how much pain does one? Because I'm assuming it, it hurts. I don't have one, but I'm assuming it hurts, right? And so I start thinking, and it's such a trend. It seems like society again, going back to what we were talking about earlier. Uh, when Corey called in with the with the statistics and so forth, you know it seems like 
the, these things start so quickly, and before you know it, they are they're off and gone, and people are just doing it because everybody else is doing it. And in some sick way, I think a lot of that has happened with tattoos, just like everything else in the world. You know, you do it enough, and that's what people do. So what if we do the opposite? What if we do enough of this reading out, if we put on there, we're, we are reading our Bible, we are changing our lives? What if the majority was doing that? Would it be contagious as as well? Would we, would we see people who are trying to live their lives for God as holier-than-thou people? Will we see people who who attempt to correct us in a loving way to um Help us grow. Will we continue to see them as holier than thou people or people of God who really have a genuine concern and want this to be one of the things of the past for our spiritual walk? Yeah. Interesting. It's a good question. Um, but going back to what you what you were asking about testing, I think that you are supposed to, uh, when it comes to testing, um, I think that you should test, and, and, and what that means is, uh, to me, is be observant. Uh, see what you see, what you can learn. Uh, you know, have conversations with people. Uh, get to know them. Learn their likes, their dislikes. Learn their 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 beliefs. Uh, you know what. Um, you know where where are they on 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 certain things, and I think that's how you. I think that's you know what the Bible means when it says test, because like I was saying um, to our last caller, uh, the scripture says that you you can tell a tree by the fruit that it bears. So I don't have to judge you, because again, judging uh, a judge is someone who makes a decision on a situation that has not yet been determined. That's a judge. That's their job. That's not my job, but what my job is to do um, is to go in and and just have a conversation and and to be observant, be quiet. You don't have to talk all the time, you know. But but look at those things, and if I'm looking at a scripture that or scriptures that are not matching what I'm seeing in church. It's on me if I choose to stay there. It's on me if I choose to make excuses as to why I'm staying there or make excuses as, you know, as to, oh, I can't live right because, you know, the scripture says this, but my pastor says this. No, 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 no. The scripture says I would rather you not be ignorant. Ignorant is because you want to be ignorant. But educate yourself and then make sound decisions. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and so to me, that's what testing is, giving okay. people a chance to hang themselves. You know, because Ryan, if I, someone, I feel if, if someone is right, oh. you're going you're gonna to find out how. Right. I was just saying, I feel um, that we've gotten, and we've said this many times again, we've gotten so far away from just the basic word of God that we, we we have come up with so many ways to try to get God's word out, try to do this and try to do that, so much so to people just have lost the, the true um, 
gosh, just the simplicity of just reading God's word, trying to understand continuously, seeking him, and allowing him to control your life, to allow his perfect will in your life. And we've also lost that boldness, that that honesty, I guess. Um, even, even yesterday at the funeral that I went to, the man who was kind of, what they would call him, but he was he was kind of over everything, make sure everything kind of happens and the people get up and do what they're supposed to do. And he had such boldness that I simply loved where many people you could see their faces where they didn't like the fact that he said, okay, you get five minutes. If you go longer than five minutes, you're going to see me stand up. He talked about, you know, he was just he was just in order. It was just decent. It was in order. It was timely. It was just flawless. Um, and I and I and I, I love that. But in this world, we've become so lax with everything, even with speaking truth. As we talk about um, the spirits and and testing the spirits, and we'll know them by their fruit. We will even we will we will pick up, as you said, uh, pear tree won't fall from an apple tree. We will sit and watch the pear tree the pear on the ground saying that it fell from the apple tree, and we'll know that, but we won't say anything. Mm-hmm. We, we just we just walk around with like we have blinders on. And, again, I think a lot of that has come from, number one, we don't want to know the truth because once we know, then or we want to pretend that we don't know, that we lack that knowledge. We don't want to feel accountable. We, we have this, this something in our mind that says if I don't, if I act as if I don't know, if I pretend I don't know, if I don't know, then I'm not accountable. Um, or we we feel we cannot say anything because our tree, our fruit that's falling from our tree ain't that much better. Mm-hmm. So so how will we say it? So when we see someone else whose fruit tends to look like what's falling from the tree, that you, you know, mm-hmm. you see that fruit, you know that fruit, we're, we're somehow offended by that, particularly so if that, if that fruit says, hey, look, you're a pear tree, but you got apples falling from it. What's going on? We're offended. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, we're offended. And we we, call, we mm-hmm. see those people as holier than thou. In my opinion, we need, we need more holier than thou people in that aspect who's saying, I want you to call me out. I want you to call me out. I want when you see me going astray. When you see something fall from my tree that I that I say I'm not, pull me over, talk to me, pray with me, tell me, because I don't have it right in all areas. I don't have it right, but we in many cases we don't want that to happen. <laughs> I'm telling you, we we would we would rather be ignorant. We we would we would rather be ignorant. So is that a form and, of violence? The denying power thereof is that is that could could we say that you know I know there's a lot into that verse as well but could we could we say that that's the reason we don't the sick is not being healed uh, our children are going astray uh, marriages are falling apart even in the church even with people who uh, we met we met a couple that had been married forty some years and and getting a divorce. Really? For what? What what could be so bad after forty some years 
that you can't work out. That's tough. Especially if you are two God-fearing people, been in church all your life. What could be that bad? Is it? I mean, and I'm not saying there can't be some things that happen, but we. But when, what I'm saying is we see this so much. It's almost like, I hate to say this, y'all, but I went to a wedding, and I literally was sitting there thinking, am I going to be two years trying to sit down the road trying to figure out what happened to them? Where is all, and right now I think I shared that with you, where is all the love that I see on this day? Mm-hmm. Am I, and bad, but that's where the mind, that's where my mind took me because what 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 has been before me, very few marriages that I've seen and been a part of, weddings or whatever, have worked out, if any. I need to, I need to think about that and think, if any. But <laughs> that's sad. That, that's sad. And so the people on the outside that's trying to come in and look for something or somebody that's different, somebody that can show me Jesus, that, that I can look at their life and say, wow, she has come through so much, and look at her. She's still smiling. She's still climbing, even on the rough days. She has a source. She has a sense of peace that I can't get with all the money in the world and all the things. I still don't have it. I can't even <laughs> buy it. And that's what I feel that they're coming in looking for. And because we're so caught up on we can't judge and we can't test and we can't be holier than thou in, the, in, 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 a, in a rightful way, that we are losing the battle, continuously and consistently losing the battle. But we're supposed mm-hmm. to have the power. We're supposed to have the power. We're supposed to, with the faith of a must see, be able to move mountains. Call we don't have it. Um, we, yeah, do have, think, uh, we do have a, go ahead, I'm sorry. I think, um, I'm trying to see if we if, if we need to pull them back in. I think so, Rodney, because I think 9010546 has come back in. Is that right? Because it's still lit up, and I thought it had gone she off. She has come back in. Corey never went out. <laughs> So okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but uh, she actually did go out and come back in. So I know we need to pull pull her back in, but I'm I'm not sure about Corey because he does he never went out. So I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's pull our caller back in. Then 901 area code uh, with the last four digits zero five four six. You're back in with us. Hello again. <laughs> hello, hello. Hey. Oh, I, I was Our just listening to you. Our timer is on the road tonight. <laughs> I know, right? Y'all don't create a monster. Now, now you see <laughs> what uh, your husband's been doing, and maybe you're going to join him now. <laughs> I see. It's very interesting, actually. I really like talking about the Lord and how we can, you know, increase people's faith and how we can, you know, show more love and what we, what are we going to have to do because it's going to start with a small number as opposed to a big old giant group of people. It's going to take a, a little group and then work its way up. So I love listening to this. This is very exciting, actually. I'm glad I tuned in. But I was just <laughs> listening to um, the lady, and she was saying that the per- they had been married for 40-something years. I was like, it's just funny to me because y'all already didn't get married till y'all was probably 20. So what is it that y'all, that you cannot, like you were saying, that you can't see yourself 
stand with that person, especially when you say you loved him for all or her for all these years and because you waited till the children were out the house or whatever your reasons were for now you want to get a, a, a divorce. People look down on marriage now. It's like marriage is like the... The, the most uncool thing there is. You hear the young girls talking now, and um, even my daughter, I was listening to her, was saying she um, was going with a guy, and and now her friend goes with the guy. And I was like, but don't that make you feel? She's like, I don't want to know more. I'm like, what mindset are we in? Because you know back in the day, that was the rule. You You just didn't do stuff like that. But now it's like everything is just okay. It doesn't matter what it is that you do, long as you don't do Christ, long as you don't do Jesus, everything is okay. And as far as the tattoos and stuff, I have tattoos from when I was in the world. I um, I wouldn't dare get a tattoo right now. It's just not something I would do. And But the girls now feel like the more tatted up they are, the more exposed they are, the more willing they are to go as far as the, the eye can see, it is the most coolest thing there is. So it's going to take a group that will come together, and I tell them all the time at church of our women's ministry, I tell them all the time, you have to create a united front against the devil. You have to tell him, you have to stump on his hand at every chance you get because even in the little groups that get together to talk about God, and, and I don't know how big this thing is, and that's why I keep saying small, but you might be large, I don't know. But even when the groups get together, the devil is already there telling them what they can and cannot accomplish. But you have to put that united front to say this is what we're going to do because we we have to reach, we have to tell our young people that the women, you are somebody, and if, if don't nobody else love you, Christ loves you and I love you. We have to instill it in our little girls because so many of them are going astray because there's no one there to tell them that. Because our mothers were raised by their mothers, but our mothers had us young, and then we had our kids young, and then they have them even younger. So everybody is going to school with each other. Mamas and and the kids going to school together, all of them in the clubs together. So no one is teaching (laughs) the children and teaching, you know what I mean, teaching them how to get out and make it and make it in a in an honorable way, in a loyal see, way, let, in a way let me, that... Let me jump in for just a minute. That's what I meant about, and, and when I say about the tattoos, um, when, I, when I see that in the big picture, I'm looking at maybe a 16-, 17-, 18-year-old who has it. Mm-hmm. Then I'm looking at 23-, 24, and then I'm looking at a 35-, 40-year-old with the same stuff, and I'm like... That's what I mean, like, okay, it's time to do some kind of judging or something. What is really going on? Because you can't differentiate from even men and women to take it further. We were looking like, I can't tell with the clothes that the young men are wearing, there was a time where a man would be like, I ain't going to be called dead and even pink, let alone flowers. (laughs) So it's like... We were thinking, uh, is it something in the water? They, what is going on? Because you can't tell. If I just looked up and didn't see your head and saw your clothes, I think I'm looking at a girl. Mm-hmm. And then you got some of the girls right. who I might think you're a boy. But, what? again, I go back to we have allowed this, this uh, 
whatever to to keep us quiet about the things are not of God, even in the church. So if you know we're keeping quiet and letting people just do and say as they want, and, again, I'm not talking about the ones who are coming in looking for something. What it is, when they're mm-hmm. coming in, they're not finding something. They're finding the same thing. And so what they're saying is, I'm gonna, I might as well go back out in the world. At least, at least well, I can do well, what I do what's there. Well, he said that. It says that right is going to be called wrong and wrong is going to be called right. He said that the and even that they were creating new ways to do that, things. Let's huh? create new ways. Even that they will create yeah. this world will create new things and new ways. Well, he do, said there's nothing new under the sun. Just, so what? they could. He said there's not going. There's nothing new under the sun. So everything that's happening, it's already been done. It's just they just thinking of more inventive ways to redo it, like our kulak pants. They just made them longer and bigger at the bottom. We've already done it. You see what I'm saying? Like all the different color socks, we did that. All the different things that they're doing, we did it. It's just we wasn't so bold with it. We wasn't – we cared about what our mothers thought of us. We cared about our grandmothers. We couldn't just go down the street and the neighbors would whoop us. And then when we got home, they would tell us, and their daddy would whoop us. And then our grandmama would whoop us. We all, they were, people were there who looked after us and, and took care of us. That is no more. So what we have to do is, what we have to do is we have to get back to our first love. That's where we have to go back to. We, we can't try to rationalize what's going on in this world, because he said all these things have to come to pass. So we can't be worried about what's going on in the world. we got to get back to our first love, which is Jesus. No matter what these people are doing, no, we do not judge them. And, I mean, and it's just my opinion. Well, it's not my opinion, but the word of God says do not judge. But you have to, we cannot be worried about what they're doing per se as a person. We have to find out the root of the problem. And the root of the problem is there's no Jesus. Like you said, there's no more fear in God. There's no more trust in the people of God. There's no more loyalty and there's no more no sister or brother or pastor that you can go to and, and tell them your most intimate, hardest things you have to deal with where you've been raped or, or molested or you've been um, whatever it is you're going through, that they won't go back and tell another brother or sister at the church and then all your business at the church. There's no more of that. So when we get back to the root of the issue, when we get back to where it all started, that's where we're going to be able to reach the people. Because like I tell people all the time, people come up in your church, look at any kind of way and don't care nothing. Why you feel they going to respect the house of the Lord when they don't respect their mamas? That's not going to happen. But what we got to do is we got to draw them in with love. It's not it's not up to us to judge them as to, oh, they're going out and getting more tattoos and this, that, and the third, because God already said this was going to come to pass. All this wickedness, because the devil is making sure that he knows. And I tell people all the time, you got to understand, this ain't got nothing to do with you. You ain't nobody, because the devil is mad at God. God created us, so he is mad at God, and he is trying to take it out on God. And anything he can take from God and destroy, he feel like he got one up on God. So when we take ourselves out the equation as to what we need to do and what we shouldn't be doing, and as far as this other than letting God lead us, we'll be okay. 
because the devil is mad at him. He knows he will never make it into the kingdom of heaven ever again. So he's trying to take as many souls with him as he can. But if we show them love, yes, you got all them tattoos on your face. Yes, you are a drug head. Yes, you are. But you know what? I'm going to come over here and I'm going to give you a hug and I'm going to ask you what I can do for you and do you need Jesus. That's it. That's it. See, when we go to the girls I, and we say, agree, honey. We agree with you. We, we agree with yes. you. And, and just to add to it, um, and we're going to, we're going to, jump on these scriptures a little bit, but I also feel that when, when these, when, when people, especially our young people, they're looking for something, some consistency, some truth, some honesty, even in their homes. So when they get to, mm-hmm. when they get in the homes, it's not there. In the schools, it's not there for the majority, unless they have a Rodney, somebody like Rodney. In the schools, it's not there. At church, <laughs> it's not there. It's not with mama. It's not with daddy. There's so much brokenness. And when they get to the church, it's such a lie. It's such, in my opinion, right. it's based on this lie. We're appeasing to trying to make people feel good by giving them this watered-down, sugar-coated stuff that does not dig right. deep and allow you to deal with what's really going on. And then you get caught up in this self-esteem rather than this character. You get caught up in this world right. rather than... God's word, because you're not being taught, and you you don't see either. So again, taking right. it back to holier than thou, when someone stands up and tries to bring this together and change it, they need they need not be seen as holier than thou, but right. they need people to follow them and say, "You're right. We need to go." We need to go to brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so and say, oh, yeah. look, something's not right. Something's going on. But instead, we let them go on and on and on and on because a great number of the scriptures that we have misinterpreted and what we are being taught. And, be, and like Rodney said, because we don't want to do better ourselves. Or we know, I can't talk about the pear falling, the pear falling from your orange tree because the right. same thing is happening to my tree over here. I got the wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm claiming an apple tree, but I'm dropping peaches, and we don't. Yeah. So we we feel uneasy about calling them out. So mm-hmm. it's 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 just we got to do better. And if when we see people instead rather than saying they're holier than thou, when we clearly see that their life is changing because of their walk, not just their talk, you see it. You see the fruit right. falling, and they're consistently the same. Because we're going to have our days. I'm, I'm not saying that. But they're consistently the same. So it's just, right. you know. Rodney, anything? Mm-hmm. You're quiet there. <laughs> no, I was just listening. I was listening. Uh, this this is good stuff. Um, I just uh, I just think that, you know, uh, well, one, let me say this. I do agree with, uh, with, with, with what you ladies were just saying. And... Um, just going, going, uh, you know, to, uh, back to what you just said, Tammy. Um, I think that a lot of times um, the reason why the church isn't growing, or the reason why the church isn't where the church isn't in a position to help people, is because, um, and I see the I see the same thing going on in, in, in homes. I see the same thing going on in, in the schools and classrooms and everything. And that is, we 
we think that by being someone, um, by by letting people do what they want to do or letting people get away with things or, um, you know, whatever, that that is going to be um, what's good for them. Or we think that that's how we're going to get them, that's how we're going to keep them. And so um, that's how we draw them in, and then that's how we keep them coming back until eventually the shit falls apart. Because what works best for people usually is the truth. The truth right. sets a, the, the truth will set you free. But the problem is we spend a lot of time being dishonest. Um, I see teachers doing it. Um, I, I see preachers doing it. We see the politicians doing it all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And instead of giving people what they need, which is the truth. Now, that doesn't mean you uh, you go at them any kind of way. No, you have to be tactful about it. You have to be professional about it. You have to do it with love because when you do it with love, it, it's much easier to receive. But yeah. if, it, if it's black, you call it black. You don't go and say, oh, it might be a little gray there. No, it's, it's, it's black. It's black. If it's white, it's white. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. we, we, we have to get to a point where we stop feeling sorry for people uh, uh-huh. because of their situation. We, we can have compassion. We should have compassion, which is totally different mm-hmm. than, than feeling sorry for somebody. But we go in, and, 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 and we have compassion, but at the same time, you know what? You still have to follow the same rules as everyone else. And even if you're a new beginner, just because you're a new beginner doesn't mean that you are exempt. You know, that's just like if I go if I go to Massachusetts and I break a law and I say, well, well, this is how we do it in Virginia. I'm not in Virginia anymore or at that particular time. So mm-hmm. I have to I have to just because I don't know the law in Massachusetts doesn't excuse me from the law in Massachusetts. And the same right. thing goes along with the scriptures. But I think the biggest thing is truth and and honesty. And, and, and so, you know, this last part of the show, um, you know, we're going to get into, uh, I guess, some of some of the, 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 the misunderstood scriptures, um, the misquoted scriptures, um, you know, and, and even some things that we just hear all the time and they're not quite accurate, but we pick up on them. So, um, definitely our caller, um, you know, please feel free. Uh, you know, I got a feeling that, you know, you, you, you might want to jump in on these. So, so please feel free once we, once we put those out for sure. And I'm glad you called in too. <laughs> you have made some <laughs> great points. So please don't, don't be nervous or anything else. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to get off. <laughs> <laughs> so we do appreciate but don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere because, you may you may have something you want to add to these, so so don't okay. go anywhere. But do me a favor, press the number one, so that way we know if you want to jump back in, we can we can definitely pull you back in. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Tammy, you want to go ahead and uh, you want to go ahead, yes, uh, Tammy, and and jump to the, jump to these. Yes, I'm here. I was trying to see, you know, I was trying to see uh, what happens when she presses the number one. There it is. Okay, I wanted to, it went away. I wasn't sure if I did something wrong the last time, but I did take her out of queue and she pressed the number one. Um, 
I guess we've talked about this one quite a bit um, already tonight. Matthew, is it 7-1, I believe? Um, just a second here. Yeah, Matthew 7-1, the one that we've been talking about, judge not, least you be judged. Um, again, I just feel that one is has allowed us to be where we are. That's one of the verses because we, 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 and it says the truth shall set us free. It seems like we take the, we take the easy road with this for many reasons, but that's one that I feel that has allowed us to be hush hush, to not speak truth, um, the godly truth. Again, it's not to me, it's not judging if we are holding each other accountable for who we mm-hmm. say we are, even in the workplace, like you said, teaching. I am so amazed by the lack of integrity and accountability that will go on in an office setting, and people will say nothing, not to that person. They will say nothing. So it has spirit even into everyday life. We are mute. We don't, we don't talk and say what needs to be said in order for what needs to be done, to, get, to be able to be done, to get done. So we walk around with mm-hmm. blinders on, which is what I meant by that. We walk around with, with blinders on, and it's it's just giving people crutches who can walk, who should be able to walk. reminds me of the story of the, the dog, um, I guess the, the parent of the dog was had no legs and would drag himself. I don't know if you heard this, Rodney, but we've talked about it on the show, would drag himself. And because this the, the dog had this puppy, and that's how the puppy saw him get around, her get around, and so that's how he walked. That he walked, he dragged himself, but his legs were fine. Mm. And so we just keep doing what we see. We're not reading to become knowledgeable. We're not reading to grow spiritually. We're holding on to scriptures and verses that say it's okay for you to stay in this world, but expect the power of God. It's okay for you to continue to be okay with your desires. I asked the question the other week, are you in harmony with your desires? Because I can tell you, I have gotten to a place where I question my questions, my thoughts. Like really, are we, we 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 we're here? I have to snatch my own band-aids off. I have to snatch my thoughts out of my head and say, "This is no, this is no longer who you are. This is no longer who you're working to be. You're not living to be pleasing to yourself anymore or this world." Is it hard? Is it difficult? Yes, but at the same time, do I want somebody? To say when they see me and see sense that something's going wrong, if call it judging, if you want call it judging. But see, I'm now at that place. I once was at that place where I would say, well, "Who do you think you are?" Rather than hearing what you're saying, I would put it back on you. Well, who do you think you are? You do this, you do this, you do that. So I would be okay with them coming to me saying, "I'm judging you." I would say, "Thank you, Lord. Somebody is." Somebody here is. I mean, really, that's because I need to see, I need to know that. But you know what also, uh, excuse me, um, Tammy, uh, when we look at that scripture and it says judge not, and and so we're afraid to speak the 
because we look at that scripture and we've been taught that if you say anything negative um, about anyone that's judging, um, and you don't necessarily have to say it in a mean manner, you could just be speaking the truth, right? But if it's negative, if you're calling something out, then we've, we've been taught that that's considered judging. No, speaking the truth is not judging. If it's a sin, it is a sin. You don't, you, you don't have the, the, the right to tell the person, oh, you're going to hell because of this. God makes that determination. You can't put anyone in, in heaven or hell. But saying that, uh, saying that, you know, homosexuality doesn't line up with the Bible, you're not judging anybody. If that's what the scripture says and you, and you, and you go and find the scripture, that's not judging. You know, you know, or, if, if or, or fornication or anything. It's not judgment. The one that says judge righteous judgment, judge not seven twenty four, judge not according to the to appearance. And I think you hit on that earlier about the tattoos. You woke that up. But judge righteous judgment. Um and then going back to you will recognize them by their by their fruits. So when we don't recognize them by their fruit, but they're they're in here where people are coming in who are looking for something, do we do we let it keep going? And and if we do, what are we basing it upon? What scriptures are we basing that? And what about the one, mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly where it is, but if your brother sins, um, go and show him his faults in private, basically. And I mm-hmm. reworded that, but go and show him in private. And if he listens, it goes on to talk about if he listens and if he if he doesn't. So, I mean, there's so much more to this, and we've just again, I think people take this that part only. Judge not, at least you, at least you be judged. They say, don't judge me, and clearly know, clearly know that they're not doing right, and don't want mm-hmm. to. You you have a right and a responsibility to be honest with everyone. Now. You need to be tactful about it. You need to deal with love, and timing is everything. But you have a right and a responsibility to be honest with people. That is your right. That is your responsibility, and you need to do that, and that is not judging. Should you call people out in front of other people? Absolutely not. Should, should, you, should you use someone's faults? Should you look down on people because of, their, because of their faults or things that you disagree with? Absolutely not. But if you come to me and you ask me for some money, I have a right to tell you no, and I have a right to tell you why I'm telling you no, because I'm supposed to be a good steward over my money. And if I give you my money, I know what you're about to do with it because I see that you don't take care of your own money. So I can't give you my money. You have a right to tell somebody that. You're not judging them. You're not looking down on them. You're, you're, you're not knocking you know what? How they? You know, you're not knocking what they buy. You're just simply saying, "Hey, spend my money the way that you spend your money," or I don't. You know, I don't. I don't care myself in this way. So because of that, I can't give you my money because I know what you're about to do with my money is not going to be good. 
especially or, 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 let me rephrase that, or I know what you do with your money, right? So the reason why you keep getting back in this position is because of what you continue to do with your money. So it would not be smart of me to give you my money. Um, It's my right to tell you that. I shouldn't see you doing something that's going to hurt yourself and then be afraid to tell you because that's not love. And and I don't believe that God would have me to do that. And let's jump into some other things, then, if, if you don't mind. We have about eight minutes left, I think. Yeah, we do. And then, real quick, I want to say, as we do all the time, is it working? Is what we're doing working? Look at society. Look at Look at the church. Look at us. So is it working? Um, let's see. What's another one that? And I did want to. We have about. I have well, one. We have you, I have a one. Few minutes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, um, so I think the the whole idea of we hear all the time, and I think you say just because it sounds good, um, uh, nobody's perfect. Um, that kind of goes along with this because we mess up. We go, well, nobody's perfect, right? We're quick to, to to use that as our defense when we do make a mistake and someone does look at us sideways or someone does judge us, right? They say, oh, nobody's perfect. But that's something, going back to what I said um, earlier about the young lady who heard something and it sounded so good that, She's accepted this. It's not knowledge. It's a perception. It's an opinion she got from somewhere else, from someone else, and she adopted it as her own. She didn't research that. That's what we've done with per- with perfection. Someone made it sound so good now. It's just a common thing, right? But in the Bible, James 3 and 2 says, For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. And then if you go to um, Matthew 5.48, right, at the end of uh, Matthew 5.48, well, Matthew 5.48, it says, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in, in heaven is perfect. So according to man, can we ever be perfect? Absolutely not. But in God's eyesight, even while you're walking here on this earth, can you be perfect according to the scriptures? It, yes, because it says, be ye therefore perfect. I don't think God would tell you to, to do anything that you can't do. Now, the difference is, the reason why you can't be perfect according to man is because man can only see the physical. Man sees your body, what you do with your body. Man Man hears the words that come out of your mouth, and so on. So because of that, man looks at you and says, oh, they made a mistake. Oh, they messed up. Right? God looks at your heart. So if your heart is right, that's what God is looking at. Because remember, when they were trying to anoint the king, um, they... they uh, they didn't look at David. All of David's brothers. And God said, nope, nope, nope. And he kept saying, nope. And God said, man looks at the outward appearance. 
God looks at the heart. So there's you know, a question about perfection. I, I so agree with you, and I'm going to say this, you guys. We know when we are not doing. Once, once we know God's word, and, and we say we're seeking, we know when we're about to do something that's not pleasing to God. I do. Now, whether I choose to do it or not is on me. But I know prior to that this is not what they say. What would Jesus do? Jesus wouldn't do this. <laughs> we know what will be pleased. I, I, I mean, really, if I just have to speak for myself, at this point in my life, I know when I'm about to do something wrong. I have to talk myself out of doing some wrong stuff daily and just say that. I have to say, okay, I have, sometimes I get up and say, okay, Lord, help me through this this day. And I'm thankful at night that I made it. But it is a mm-hmm. choice. That's a good one that you brought up, a really good one. And as you talk, you were talking about the heart, and I thought about this, and we have just a little time, don't we? Um, I thought about this. I saw Irreplaceable, and it was, it was about focus on the family. And this lady talked about having a son who um, had challenges, and I can't remember exactly what was wrong with him, but she made the comment to a friend that, why couldn't I have a normal son? And she said, I was so thankful for this type of friend that asked her the question, well, what's normal to God may not be normal for you. To God, he is normal. He was created for God's purpose just like he is, and he will fulfill that purpose. And and she said she had to snap out of it. And her son, at the time of this movie, the documentary actually, it was a documentary, he would literally, they were filming him, and he did not let anyone pass him without speaking. If he had to go up to them, and he's probably like, 10 or 11, and, and really challenged, you could, you could tell. But he had such joy, and he would change people's lives just because he wanted to make sure they said hello, and he wanted to say hello to them with the biggest smile. And so as we think about normal and perfection and, and all this, and as we bring it to a close, I want to kind of go back to where I went a little bit earlier because I got this in reading today about um, Jesus being on the cross and about, as mentioned, Abraham and about the faith of Abraham. You guys, take yourself back to that time and that place because, again, we know Jesus said himself, I, I'm here, I came, to, I'm, I came and I will die. I came to die on that cross. We hear the story, but visualize being back there in that time. What if, and this, the word says even now that, that God has made himself so clear to us that if he does, to, in, in, in my own words, if he does nothing else, his power, his undenying power is so clear. Who he is is so clear to us. But go back to that time because on that cross and, and at the time of resurrection, it talks about even on the cross how, again, going back to what I said earlier, people who had fallen asleep, dead in our words, were raised and they came out of the graves and went out into the city. What if on this earth today, imagine Jesus being here, coming, telling us why he's here, who he is, and then to see it fulfilled, and then to see, even though he came for that, knew that, to see him on that cross and to see what happened, the Bible says what happened. 
The temples were torn in two from the top to the bottom. All this happened in spite of this was what was supposed to happen. And to me, that was God's way of saying, you don't have to doubt. Don't doubt my power. Don't doubt who I am. If we saw a man do that in today's time, we would do anything in the world for that, that person. We would be holier than thou. We would speak truth. We would judge if we had it to, to make sure that they, they, they get to see God. We would turn away from ourselves. We would die to ourselves. Jesus died on the cross, but we can't die to, to our choices that we make. As Rodney said about being perfect, we can't say, oh, this is not godly. We can't admit to that because it's already in our head. So, as I said, starting, holier than thou, it's about, it's not, many of you, I'm sure, came thinking, oh, yeah, I know a lot of people who are holier than thou. And I say, if they're holier than thou for the purpose of God's word going out, then I say, keep doing it. And maybe we need to join them. And get our minds off of, like you said, Ryan, we can't be perfect, we can't do this, we can't do that. What can we do? What can we do in Christ? What can we do if we are living it, desiring it, seeking it? Because it says, knocking the door shall be open, seeking you shall find. It says that. So are we not seeking? Are we not knocking? Are we not living the word? Are we choosing our own selfish desires? So don't let this show be about someone else being holier than thou. Let it be about if you wanted to be, could you? If you wanted to go to someone and say, my sister, my brother, let me pull you aside. Can we talk? Can we go to lunch or can we talk? If you wanted to be, could you be? Could you be without that person saying, well, well, what about you? Well, I just saw you out doing this, doing that, and other. Could you be? So don't make this show about someone else. Make it about you. And having that faith, not denying that power, living this word that we claim that we are claiming. So that's where I will leave it, Rodney. I'm going to turn it over to you. Um, Go at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna uh close with this uh and it's Matthew the seventh chapter, the twenty first verse through the twenty third verse, and it says, Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You are responsible for your life. You are responsible for the decisions that you make. You can always tell what's right and what's wrong. 
And if you're not sure and you believe in God, then grab your Bible, what it is that you're seeing. You'll be able to tell what's real and what's fake. If you learn God for yourself, if you learn the Bible for yourself, because as the scriptures are stated, we are going to see people. There are going to be people who are going to say to the Lord that day, did not prophesy in your name, did not cast out devils, did not do all of these wonderful things in your name. So just because you see people prophesying and it coming true, because you're seeing people casting out devils, because you're seeing people for uh, miracles being worked through people, it does not mean that they are of God. doesn't mean that. As he said, ye that work iniquity. So it does not necessarily mean that. But try them. Test them. Don't set them up. That's not, a, that's not the test he's talking about. But try them. And see, and if it is legit, follow them. See what you can learn. And then go from there. But if it's not right, then walk away. But don't walk away and say, forget this. Walk away and find something that is right. Yes, there are people who think that they are above everyone else. Don't let them be the reason that you are lost. Let them be your motivation for finding that freedom, for finding the truth. So that way you can keep other people from being lost. And remember, the greatest way to draw people is with love. That's my time. I'm Rodney hey, Jordan. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Rodney. Uh, we got we got one that uh, would like to come back in really quick um, and see. And I'll go ahead and pull in. And then I w- I don't know if you got my message. I wanted to remind them about next week's show. I think they'll really enjoy that. But let's pull Corey back in really quick. Hi, Corey. Well, I think Kimmy. we just lost. Uh, can you hear me uh-huh. now? Okay, yes, we can. I, I, just want, yeah, I, I just want to say thank you for the show. I, I really enjoyed it tonight. Wife enjoyed it. Uh, just give us the great work. I think we need a little more of this, you know, a lot more of it, and I think we, it will make everything much better. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much, and, and, and uh, thank you, thank you. This is, I was thinking there's callers still out here, and you guys have listened to a show about God for more than two hours now, and that's what it's going to take. It takes us to change by putting things out there that the world is not putting out there. So tell people uh, what we're doing. Do something in your area um, as well. So I think you're right, Corey, and thank you for your support, and thank you for your wife being a part of the Butterfly family now. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Right. I really do appreciate it. All right, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Um, Okay, so I think that's it. Next week's topic, um, I'd like to just tell you guys about it. 
because some of you are not on Facebook, but it is What is Love and What Does It Look Like on You? We're going to talk about love, marriage, relationships, um, and things like that. And what is it and what does it look like on you? And we'll get into depth about about love. So join us next Monday, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Um, listen online or by phone. Share the show with someone Uh, invite a friend to listen in. That will be a great, great topic. So what is love and what does it look like on you? Okay? That's all I have. Huh? I said, is there such thing as a soulmate? I'd love to hear what people have to say because I have an interesting uh, commentary on that this weekend. So I'd love to hear what people have to say. Oh, wow. That is interesting. And if so, is there more than one? I'd like to know that too. <laughs> if there is, it's gonna be a good, gonna be a good show. Come back and join us. It really will, really will. So you guys join us and and think about that topic. What is love and what does it look like on on you? If you say you're in love, what does it look like on you? How do you feel? Um, we'll talk about all of that. So thank you all for listening, and I'll end again with uh, just thanking my cousin again who listens faithfully. She was on before I could get on last tonight again. So this goes out to Diane in Atlanta, and we hope to hear see you guys back here next Monday, same time. Thank everyone for listening. Good night, Ronnie. Good night, Tammy.
But I know 